What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Bagland Podcast. This is Bagland DP, where we discuss politics, tech, and tangibles. Let's start this off right with some NK music. This is going to be uh, NK Music's Stratosphere Volume 5, Lunar Vibes. I played this, this beat at least about 100 times. It was one of the dopest... It's one of the dopest beats that I've heard in a while, you know, so I, th- I thought that was pretty dope, you know, uh, in NK music, make sure y'all check him out on YouTube. You know, I might have to work with them sometime, get some more music from them. Um, the work, first thing I, you know, it's been a while I've been sick. I don't know if it was a damn RSV or whatever the hell it was, but Oh Lord, some lady then kidnapped her. Son and man, Cato, and that wig is looking crazy. We'll we'll get to that in a minute. Anyway, uh, we have a lot of topics to cover because I have been sick. You know, I was coughing and carrying on, and I rarely get sick like that. I have not been sick, um, in damn near three years. I mean, just like straight sick, like out. You know, like call off work sick. I don't really do that too much. So. With that being said, you know, I want to comment a little bit on an article here. Now, they're not bringing it. Okay, so it was on MS. They must have took it down. But this was, uh, they said Trump's Jewish allies denounced dinner with Kanye West and Nick Fuentes. Well, Nick Fuentes, uh... You have several different news sources online that saying he's a suspected or either a confirmed white supremacist and a Holocaust denier. And Kanye, I guess, went to was supposed to go to dinner with Trump. He went out there. He got invited to Mercilago, I believe. And he brought this dude with him. Now, I don't really see the point of bringing him with him. The only thing I could think is, is he said, hey, this is one of your people, Donald. Let's sit down and holler. Like, like, like my homie Simba says, you know, I, I like to put the coin in the damn jukebox. Kanye might've put the coin in the jukebox. He said, well, you know, I'm going to play coon. I'm going to look like a real big coon here. But at the same time, that's a dangerous move because you know, these Nick Fuentes kind of dudes, they don't really rock with you anyway. They really truly don't rock with you. And I seen an article here. And I think it was Rise of. Let me see if I could pick it up. Hispanic nationalists. Let me see if I could figure that out. Okay. The rise of white nationalist Hispanics. Now the black media has been covering this for a very long time. But this is from Axios. And this came out, this was actually updated March 12th, 20, uh, March 12th, 2022. And, uh, this article, they brought it back and they said, Nick Fuentes identified as white supremacist in justice department filings. So this is the justice department, the same justice department that didn't really want to give, uh, Armad Arbery's murderers or lynchers should I say they really didn't this is Biden's DOJ this is Jim Crow Joe's DOJ they did not want to give 
the lynchers any time. Same Justice Department. So the Justice Department filed. Now, they didn't do anything to him, of course. But he was hosting a white nationalist conference in Florida. Now, you could look at this dude. You look at him like, oh, he's a white guy. Yeah. A lot of those dudes, they side with the race soldiers. So they say he's... Now, listen to this. It says... He's a part of a small, and then you see how they try to minimize it real quick. You got to watch the words. He's part of a small but increasingly visible number of far-right provocateurs with Hispanic backgrounds who spread racist, anti-Semitic messages. Now, think about this. Now, they got Kanye. They got Kanye on the forefront, but have they, has any of the banks canceled Fuente? Have they took the money out and told them, well, well, you know, this is anti-Semitism and oh, you posted a video and you support Kyrie and all this. Did you did you hear anything about them saying, well, he can't come here? No, they they only they only leave anti-Semitism for black folk. So I just want to draw that parallel. Cuban American Enrique Tarrio, the former leader of the Proud Boys, remember him? The group that the Anti-Defamation League calls an extremist group with a violent agenda, was arrested Tuesday, charged with conspiracy in connection to the January 6th Capitol riot. This is back in March, y'all. This article came out. They're saying experts say Axios far-right extremism within the Latino community stems from three sources. Hispanic Americans who identify as white, the spread of online misinformation and lingering anti-black, anti-Semitic views among U.S. Latinos that are rarely openly discussed. Racism is, racism is deeply rooted in Latin America and Caribbean nations where slavery was common. Yeah. See, the Democrats, they got checked. Remember when Jill Biden said that slick shit about tacos with the Hispanics? They, they checked her real quick. They said, hold on, nigga. Wait a damn minute. Yeah, our culture just ain't about tacos. You talk to them Negroes like that. You want some Popeye's chicken or some hair weave, you know, or some or, or some drill music. Yeah, you talk to them Negroes like that. Don't you talk to us like that, damn it. We're white just like you. In 2018, Alex Michael Ramos, a Puerto Rican resident of Georgia, was sentenced by a Virginia district court to six years in prison for his role in beating of a black man in Charlottesville, Virginia, following the Unite the Right rally. Christopher Ray Monzon, a Cuban-American and a member of the neo-Nazi Confederate Group League of the South, was arrested in 2017 for attempting to assault anti-racist protesters in Hollywood, Florida. He later resigned from the group and said he regretted using slurs for black and Jewish people. There you go. There you go. Now this Enrique Tario dude wearing a shirt supporting Derek Chauvin. It says Western Chauvinist. He faced charges. Sentenced to five months in jail for setting fire to a Black Lives Matter banner stolen from a historic black church in Washington, D.C. Y'all know how I feel about Black Lives Matter corporate. Black Lives Matter corporate, not only is it a waste of time, but it's very anti-black. 
corporate. Now, I ain't talking about boots on the ground. I ain't talking. See, when they saying Black Lives Matter banner stolen, he was he did that against black people from a historic black church in D.C. Now, these black churches, we know that a lot of black empowerment came from the black church, right? So going and stealing a banner. That's equivalent to burning a cross. See, we got to look at the historical context from it. Then Tario said, I'm pretty brown. I'm Cuban. There's nothing white supremacist about me. So, you know, he's playing the game. He told that to the insider in 2020. Then he was suspended from Twitter in 2019 for posting anti-immigrant threats has denigrated transgender people and has used racist language to describe a black actor. So of course they got to bring in the anti-immigrant lettuce, bacon, and tomato LGBT. They always got to bring that in there when they talking about black folks. And there was an article, I think on MSNBC where they said since Elon Musk took over anti-black attacks online have been up 200%, much more to LGBT and anti-Jewish. So, you know, black folks were always a measuring index when it comes to something happening to us. So yeah, there you go. And, and and a lot of them type of folks. Yeah. That's, that's why, that's why bug eyes want, you know, bug eyes end up winning. So we're going to talk about Herschel Walker and bug eyes, the pastor poke chop preacher. We're going to talk about that nigga in a minute, but yeah, that that's, that's my conjecture on that. Now here's something interesting too. The New York Post posted something that said Team Biden's 40K heist could rage your retirement for a woke agenda. When they're talking about woke, they're talking about black folks. Remember that. When they say woke, President Joe Biden is threatening the returns of a 401k savings account, risking millions of workers' comfortable retirements. I don't like that. Now they're saying if this is an opinion article here, if you put money into a 401k, beware. I use a 401k. Until now, the law always required fund managers entrusted with your savings to invest the money where it's expected to get the top profit for you, period. But late last month, Biden's Labor Department announced a rule change that goes into effect at the end of January. It will allow fund fund managers to invest your money in the stocks of companies that favor left-wing policies even if they earn a lower return. Well, you know, I'm not much in favor of left-wing policies. But let's see what they got to say. It's legalized theft. The future earnings on your retirement nest egg are being sacrificed to advance a woke agenda. So now, now we say a woke agenda. What does woke mean? Niggas. That's probably what they're saying is is niggas. At, At some point, a lower return means you'll have to work more years before retiring or start putting it, putting more to your 401k or settle for a lesser standard of living in the final years of your life. Now, TBA of the black channel covered that on his business channel. So this is even more confirmation. I was listening to that the other night. Biden's rule paves the way for your 401k savings to be put into what it's called, what's called an ESG fund, but you can stop it from happening. If you're vigilant, what is ESG? E stands for environment S for social justice and G for government. This sounds like a little bullshit plan for the do nothing demonic Democrats to pocket some money. Now I'm not sure, but it says meaning 
who gets hired or put on the company board? That's what governance is. Go- govern- governance. The ESG funds generally invest in companies that oppose fossil fuels, support unionization, and stress gender and racial diverse- diversity over merit. And that's now, hold on, wait a minute. Hold on there, Freckles. <laughs> I got to do a host party three, y'all, y'all. Hold on there, Freckles. Now, that gender bullshit, I ain't with that. But when they say racial diversity over merit, they're not talking about black folks. White women are the the number one beneficiaries of affirmative action and diversity and inclusion. And so is the lettuce, bacon, and tomato 5,000. They're the number one. It ain't black folks. When they say racial, they're talking about minorities. Black folks is at the bottom right now. Uh, They ain't really giving diversity shit to niggas. No, 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 no. Now, fossil fuels, eh, the planet's already messed up, man. You might as well bring in the fossil fuels. We, we you know, go ahead and get them trains going. You know, I, I, I'm an old school nigga. I like the Rust Belt, all right? So, I think there should be unionization, but does it benefit the people? So, they're saying ESG funds. That's an interesting term. What is an ESG fund? From the worker's point of view, ESG stands for expect slower growth. These funds charge higher fees and often produce lower returns, especially now when oil company profits and stocks are soaring while the tech company's ESG funds tend to favor doing poorly. An upcoming rule change will allow fund managers to invest your money in the stocks of companies that favor left-wing policy. So they said that again. So it says the Biden rule says 401k managers are not prohibited from selecting an investment or investment course of action based on collateral benefits under other, other than investment returns. Politics can take priority. The regulation cites Biden's goal to prioritize both environmental justice and the creation of well-paying union jobs. Well, damn it, Joe, if you want to talk about environmental justice, we could talk about, uh, what was that? Uh, toxic donuts, all tell all girls guard. Gale Garden out there in Chicago. You want to talk about environmental justice, which Obama didn't really do shit about. We could talk about that. We could talk about, uh, there was a, what was that Netflix documentary? It's a Netflix documentary about, hold on. Let's, let, let, let's look this up real quick before we go to the next subject. Netflix documentary, environmental. I think it was, was it Alabama? The Descendant documentary. Yep, yep, yep. It's called Descendant. Y'all gotta watch that. Y'all gotta watch that. Now, I will tell you, I will tell you that there is some things in there that you're gonna start being like, oh, it's a little questionable. Because once they start gentrifying the area and they start saying, well, hey, let's have this little sweet museum. Then it starts ending up like that museum down there in Memphis. Me and my brother went down there. We went to Memphis and we walk in and it's supposed to be, this supposed to be a nigga museum. This supposed to be a black nigga museum. And you see all this LGBT shit. You're like, whoa, wait a minute. This ain't no comparison to what happened to our folks. 400, 500 plus years of slavery. This supposed to be a whole nigga museum. This supposed to be for niggas. You got some nigga up there some white white dude some i'm like what the hell's going on here but this, but nonetheless descending on netflix is a great film great film great documentary i thought it was pretty dope but if jim crow joe's is pushing this old messing with our 401k that's some bullshit 
but they keep using the woke agenda. Talking about woke. Speaking of agenda, oh, I got to say something. Oh, I got to say something about this here. Some lady by the name of Tommy D. Borzogi or whatever the case, she made a comment because, you know, a lot of the folks down there, a lot of foundational blacks, we, you know, we stomp a hard for our tangibles. We want our damn reparations. And as special order number 14, or was it 15, 14, shit, I can't remember. But anyway, uh, which was a radical Republican in the 1800s that said black folks got to get uh, 40 acres and a mule. Man, this woman went up there, got on Twitter, because I guess California was talking about trying to give foundation of blacks about a quarter million a piece or whatever, which we supposed to fucking get. Which, and, and much more. Y'all giving it to Ukrainians and Israel. You can give it to us. You sure can. It's a debt owed to America, whether you agree with it or not. This heifer goes up and says, well, can you imagine all these poor immigrants that have to pay for something that they didn't have nothing to do with? Now, this, now, this strikes me. I don't know if she's coming in from the liberal limousine, but I, I don't know what tendency she got. She's sitting up here with this damn... Mary Poppins fucking pink hairstyle. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with this lady. So I'm looking at her at this website. She's saying, I first came to the U.S. on the 4th of July, 2015. Oh, here we go. She got an American flag shirt. Shout out to Grace Wisher. You know, that was a descendant to the slave, uh, Miss, Miss DeBorgi, DeBorgi, Miss D, Miss DeBorgi. Debo, call her Debo, Tammany Debo. Yeah, Grace Wisher, foundational black American, descendants of the slaves, aboriginal black, created that flag. Thank you very much. So she says, I came to the United States on the 4th of July, 2015. I was 16 years old. When I stepped out of the airplane, I thought I was dreaming. Then I saw all the houses with American flags and it looked like the world was telling me you're here, believe it. Welcome to America. So she says, we had a comfortable life back home. I don't think so. So it was difficult to start from scratch, but my parents wanted me to have opportunities that I couldn't have in my country. So you had a comfortable life back home, but your parents wanted you to have opportunities you couldn't have in this country. I knew as a woman, here comes the gender shit, a woman in Iran, I cannot pursue what I wanted. There are no social freedoms, absolutely no individual rights and liberties. I wanted more from my life. So although I had this cushy life in Iran, I wanted more. No, you did not have a cushy life in Iran. You fleed to the descendants of the slaves. Thank you very much. Aboriginal blacks built this motherfucker. Shout out to Donald J with the toupee for pointing that out. You fleed from your homeland. You came here and then you told black folks in California that they're not supposed to get reparations because you have so-called hardworking immigrants that would have to pay for it. Well, guess what? I don't like paying Israel nor Ukraine my tax dollars. I got to say it like my man with the banana on uh, uh belly. I don't like that shit. I don't like that shit. I'm sitting there with the banana in my hand, nigga. Like, man, I don't like that shit. 
I want more from my life. I had a cushy life in Iran. I wanted more. I wanted to study law, attend a prestigious university, be involved in politics and have the opportunity to meet people from across the world. I wanted to get out on and, and be in the bubble of society that constantly limited me. When I first learned about the US Constitution, I was amazed how it was designed to protect us. What? If you know about the Constitution, Heifer, you know what it did to niggas. Let's stop playing the games. This is Cap. This is Big Caparera, man. This is Big Caparera martial arts. Caparera prototype espionage. Big Caparera. Nigga, this is Big Cap. This is a, this is the Liu Kang. Wah! This is the Liu Kang Cap, nigga. Liu Kang kick Caparera. Big martial arts cap. I thought it was too good to be true. The founding fathers saw the old world and its beauties and its problems. It was fascinating to me that this country was founded upon watching the whole world and picking and choosing the best parts of it and not repeating its mistakes. Mix, please. Get your monkey ass up out of here, Debo. The founding fathers saw the old world. You mean the slave owning founding fathers? This country was built upon immigration. Oh, hold on. Wait a damn minute. Oh, wait a damn minute. Let me pause the music. Let's stop that right there. This country was not built upon immigration. It was built upon free labor from the descendants of slaves. And then the immigrants came over here getting unearned benefits. This was not built on immigration. And I think the diversity creates the individualism, which the constitution protects the protection of individual rights is unique in the United States. Is this, she's reading this shit out of a book. Get your ass out of here. Get your monkey. I am a U.S. citizen and I'm American. It has nothing to do with me being born somewhere else. Now you see that, you know, she's butthurt about that because somebody probably told her ass. Because being an American is a concept beyond ethnicity. I want to be part of this experiment in the new world that America's founding fathers envisioned. No matter what they tell you, the American dream is not dead. I believe in it. Yeah, because you came over here on a free ride from your cushy Iran. Where were you living in Iran? You said you were living cushy. You're lying. You're lying. You wasn't living cushy talking about, Oh, what the freedoms and all it is. If you was living cushy, you would have stayed and tried to fix what's going on in your homeland. But you show up fresh off the boat on the 4th of July. Interestingly, <laughs> get your ass up out of here. That's why she made that comment. Oh, it's hardworking immigrants in California. Why should we have to pay for reparations? We didn't own any slaves. We shouldn't have had to pay tax dollars to get your funky ass over here. Get your ass up out of here with all of that. We gonna go into a black history. You know, like I remember a lot of people said some things and then I kind of thought about it, but I know Morgan Freeman was saying, I don't want no black history month. The rate, the way we end racism is I stop calling you a white man and you stop calling me a black man. And I don't know what the hell that nigga was talking about on that, but I'm going to tell you one thing. I agree with him on that black history month. Nope. I don't want no black history month. Hashtag black history year. I want black history year. 
That's why whenever I go online, I say Black History Year. No, 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 no. We, we ain't gonna hag this one damn month, nigga. We done invented everything. Otis Boykin. Wire precision electrical resistor. This, this brother, he, uh, he was able to designate a resistance value in wiring our electronics. He made TVs and PCs and radios possible. His work helped to lead to, uh, for the, for the pacemaker. Mark Dean creating the first gigahertz chip color PC monitor. This brother was working at IBM. He helped develop the, the first gigahertz chip. I remember I had like a 500 megahertz <laughs> nigga had a Pentium processor part one or some shit. I had like a Cyrix or something. I had some old shit. This nigga did the gigahertz. Jesse Russell, cellular communications. Frederick McKinley Jones, automatic long haul truck refrigerator system. Whenever you drink it a beer, nigga, you better think you better thank Frederick McKinley Jones, nigga. Jerry Lawson. He created the console and cartridge. Nigga, you wouldn't have no Xbox. You wouldn't have no Super Nintendo. You wouldn't have no Rubble Ribble. Y'all niggas remember Rubble Ribble? Rubble Ribble. NBA Jam. Hold on. Let me, hold on. Wait a minute. Fuck that. No, 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 no. See? No, we gonna, no, no, no. We gonna get some NBA Jam. Y'all remember NBA Jam? He's on fire. You wouldn't have had no he's on fire. Yeah, you wouldn't have had this, nigga. You wouldn't have had this. They had a roll, look, nigga. They had the Roller Martin music. Bring the funk. NBA Jam. Oh shit, man! I gotta get a Super Nintendo. I gotta get nigga. I gotta get a Super Nintendo. He's on fire. Let me see if I get a double. Let me see the rubble ribble. Rubble ribble. Let's see that, that back then, nigga. You couldn't wear your, your Chicago Bulls starter jacket out here in Minneapolis. Rubble ribble. Couldn't do that. Let me, let me see the rubble ribble. Rubble ribble. <laughs> Rubble Ribble. Oh my gosh. Rubble Ribble, nigga. You wouldn't have had Rubble Ribble. You wouldn't have had Rubble Ribble without without uh uh Jerry Lawson. You wouldn't have had her. that brother died in 2011, man. They don't even tell us about him in school. First, first cartridge gaming, 1976. Alice H. Walker, gas furnace, born in 1895, died in 1920. This sister, she helped modernize the HVAC industry and central heating systems. Garrett Morgan, three position traffic, traffic stops, nigga. When all you little, you little dev, uh, you little, you little, you little dead ops to dev ops niggas, all you niggas sliding and, 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 and you niggas sliding with your little sticks, you know what I'm saying? With your little sticks and carrying on run, running the red light. This nigga made, made the red, the red light. Y'all niggas don't even respect the red light. Niggas is sliding, sliding and slipping and sliding and, 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 and going past the red light. 
Straight up. He sold the invention for 40 bands. Garrett Morgan. Roy Clay, computer science pioneer. He developed software for the in the 60s. He led the team that HP came out with the 2116A. Developed software for the computer. Mary Van Britton Brown, home security system. Shout out to your little, you know what I'm saying? What's that? Uh, your little, your little ring. Yeah. Patent for CCTV, 1966. Shirley Jackson, density wave research, which is important to create a uh, high temperature semiconductors. Lisa uh, Galabder contributed to Shockwave Hulu. Louis Latimer, light bulb. Gladys West, contribution to GPS. Granville Woods, induction telegraph. Mark Hanna, 3D graphics software. Come on, man. That's, that's some descendants. Well, they're no damn immigrants. These niggas didn't immigrate. These niggas came from this soil. Talking about, oh, you shouldn't have uh, people, hardworking people, show ass out of here. You ain't been here five minutes. These folks come over here. Hold on, I'm just getting the email. I'll try that. Yeah, the, these folks come over here, start talking grimy and greasy. Entitlement. It's entitlement. They said black folks is entitled. Oh, affirmative action. Affirmative, affirmative, affirmative. Man, listen here. Got a lot of damn nerve. Shout out to BG. Let's get this. Shout out, shout out. Hold on, hold on. We going to, we going to, I, I covered the BG. Shout out to BG. They say, this is an old article, November 28th. They said he may be released from prison early. They should have released him a long time ago. Oh, they got BG. Oh, okay. They got a whole. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let's 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 go through it. Let's go through it, Jack. Hey, shout out to this was another classic. Hard times. Yeah, yeah. BG, you know, cash. You know, listen. You wouldn't have had no Wayne without BG, man. BG was the one. That was the was the flagship of Cash Money Records. All right, so he finally got released. I heard Gucci. They were saying Gucci Man was getting ready to sign him and some shit like that. Man, hold on. Let's let, let's go through this. Oh man, how to set a hot? See, a lot of folks don't know about this Volume One, Volume One, Volume Two. Oh, this the cleanup man. Manny Fresh. Bling bling. Now this one was when he left Cash Money. I remember that one. Life after Cash Money. Oh, this that shit. Buy my paper, buy my cheese. By my, by my paper, by my cheese. Somebody ought to remix this shit. 
Oh, this oh this that shit. Retaliation. Man, come on, man. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. That was my shit. Life at the cash money. Oh man. This was off the checkmate album. Man. Soldier Slim, my not my dog. That instrumental was man, hold on, man. How do, how, how do I save this? Yeah, yeah, let me save that. I need that. That was dope as hell. Had some great beats. Shout out to BG, B Jizzle, man. Yeah, shout out to that nigga, man. Straight up. Well, listen to this. This is another horrible one. We need some different music for this. Uh, we gonna have to get Nita on here. We, we gonna have to get some other beats on here. It's getting a little darker. Uh, let's see here. All right. So now this this is in Connecticut. All right. So now this 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 is real messed up. I you know I ain't got no tolerance for this kind of shit. But they found a baby that was choke stabbed, dismembered. FBI offered 10k to find a father. Police say killed her. Now you're seeing a lot of these dusty ass dudes. Dusty ass dudes. Now this dude Christopher Francis Quinney is wanted by the Naugatuck Police Department on charges of murder with special circumstance and risk of injury to a minor in connection to the death of his infant of his infant Camilla. The baby was found choked, stabbed, and dismembered on his home November 18th in Naugatuck, a town 17 miles northwest of New Haven. All right. Now. Camilla's death, God bless her soul, was ruled a homicide, and police have been searching for her father since her body was discovered. Again, I asked this tonight on the Bagland Podcast. Why don't the police get pull up on this dude and do him like they do niggas? Why don't they do that? You know how they do black men when they pull up. They said he took off his court order tracking device and destroyed his cell phone. They obtained a, let me see this dude there. And you notice that they didn't show his face. They did not show his face. Oh, oh no. Here, no hold on. Oh, oh, yep. They did. Wait a minute. The search for an accused our top story tonight as the search for an accused infant killer continues we have learned new details about the suspect's criminal history and the agencies that were supposedly watching him news 12 connecticut's marissa alter has been digging through his court records marissa they bring up a lot of questions eric they do chiefly did the system fail this child police previously said christopher francis sweeney was out on parole at the time but we've learned he was also on house arrest as part of his bond conditions. 
Yeah, I don't know what racist dude is. He got a weird name. He looked like a nigga, but I don't know. I don't. I definitely don't think he's a foundational. I don't know if he's Arab. I, I'm not sure. Oh, they hooking me up. Nita's hooking me up. He got the shit. Now let, let's go on to the next subject. Yeah, they ought to get pop his ass when they see him. Philando Castile's mother blast Geronimo Yanez for pursuing second career as a teacher. Now see, this goes back to what I said earlier about this about these Hispanic race soldiers. This dude still got a job as a teacher after blowing away Philando Castile. He left the police department after his trial in February 2020, applied for a substitute teaching license, a license application that was denied based on a moral character or conduct. Then he got a second shot and second career thanks to a Minnesota Court of Appeals ruling that they must consider the rejection. The appeals court ruled that this reason was unconstitutionally vague and the Minnesota Professional Educator Licensing and the Standards Board must reconsider focusing narrowly on whether Yanez's conduct makes him unfit to teach. Now, I want y'all to think about something for a moment, all right? He stayed in Minnesota. What does that tell you? He's like, ain't nobody gonna do nothing to me. All you serial hood hitters, I'ma smoke on my dead ops. Where the ops at, nigga? He knew that none of them niggas wasn't gonna do nothing to him. Well, Bagland DP, you should have did something. What you talking about, serial hood hitters, folk? You should have did something, nigga. I'm not talking about sliding on black men. Black lives matter, nigga. Black lives matter. Black lives matter to Does black lives matter to niggas sliding on their ops, smoking dead ops? Does, does that matter? See, he knew. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, these niggas ain't really going to do nothing. I'm about to apply for a license. He probably somewhere in motherfucking Sandstone, Minnesota or some shit. Valerie Castile said the case has resurrected painful memories and feelings. She said, you want to be around children, but you shot in the car and there was a baby in the backseat. That's a good point. He didn't care about the baby in the backseat of that car. So how can you double back and want to work around children? He didn't have any empathy for my son. He stood there with his gun still pointing at him with a finger on the trigger. So. Well. Man, I'm telling you, race soldiers get a second chance. Now listen to this shit. This is interesting. Now this looks like another, this, this dude don't look black. 41-year-old St. Paul man has been found guilty in the shooting of a forensic scientist with the Minneapolis Police Department. Oh, damn. According to the Hennepin County officials, Timothy Amaker was found guilty Tuesday of both attempted murder and aiding an offender in a connection to the April 20th shooting. His trial began in early November. This nigga went on trial. You should have pleaded. This nigga got a whole milk dud head. He's looking like, nigga, I, I got arrested. I don't even care. That's how his mugshot's looking like. Man, I don't, eh, I don't care. I bet it was over a hole. Let's see. In April, officers were dis was dispatched on 7.33 at 7.33 p.m. to a supervised parenting center in Minneapolis near Malcolm and University Avenues on a report of a shooting. There, 
officers found a 33-year-old female. Uh, here we go. Victim suffering from a gunshot wound to the right side of her neck and fire fire. And I haven't read this whole article. I guarantee you about a whole man. Now, the victim, uh, the victim was shot while she was picking up her five-year-old child. That's even worse. Whom she shares with Amaker. There you go. Amaker was inside the parenting center when the victim was shot. A court order restricts Amaker's contact with the child to be supervised with contact between him and the victim prohibited. So he wasn't supposed to be talking with his ex-woman. So he brought his simp ass up there, popped his baby mama. Oh, we gonna keep going. I bet you he's from St. Paul. Let's see here. Lord. Employees at the parenting center who knew the victim and Amaker's family history told police that the shooter might be Amaker's girlfriend, Colleen Larson of St. Paul. Oh man. Police say surveillance footage from the parking lot shows a person later identified as Larson driving in a black uh, 2022 Dodge Ram without a license plate, the complaint says. So this nigga took the, takes the license plate out so he could slide on the ops, which was his baby mama. She then exited the vehicle and hid behind a fence until the victim got her out of her vehicle. What? She then exited the vehicle and hid behind a fence until the victim got her got her out of her vehicle. Okay. Larson then ran up behind the victim holding a firearm. The video showed Larson raising the gun up toward the victim, but the shooting happened just outside the camera view. Police later learned that the Dodge Ram belonged to Amaker, who purchased it in who purchased it in January. In a search warrant executed at Amaker's St. Paul residence, St. Paul. Shout out to Frogtown, Tadpoles, Tadpoles. Authorities recovered multiple firearms. So he had multiple pipes and a 380 discharge cartridge that was fired from the same gun used in the April 20th shooting. His dumbass kept the pipe. And they found the pipe. He faced attempted murder charge. Man. I tell you, and he's looking, I'm telling you, in this mugshot, you could always tell. This nigga's looking like, eh, whatever. I did it. He's looking like I did it. You could look at the mugshots and you could tell certain shit. Like, nigga, I did it. He wasn't going to be fucking nobody else. Found guilty of attempted murder of an MPD forensic scientist. Jeez. Well... That's interesting. Let's consider going and uh, continuing the crime report before we go to Bug Eyes and Werewolf. Now, as you can see, they tell nowadays, they're telling a lot of black immigrants, well, yeah, you can't show up, but they letting everybody else in. Listen to this. Mom allegedly put a dead girl, five years old, from the New York Post in a concrete block to use as the bedside table. What in the Ed Gein hell cotton picking shit is going on here? This is some Ed Gein shit. Mama, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do, mama. Hold on, let me get my... I don't know what to do. 27-year-old Argentinian woman allegedly placed the body of her five-year-old girl inside a wooden box filled up with cement and used it as the bedside table for several months. I'll be damned. Oh, man. What the fuck, man? Police found an entombed body of Milligrose Nazareth Martin in the home of Vanessa Manzilla 
after her husband reported that he had not seen their daughter in a long time. That's, I, I mean, man, I'm looking at this damn picture of the block. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, yo, Manzilla reported, Manzilla reportedly told him initially that she had placed Milligros in the care of social services due to unsanitary conditions in her home. So they was living like pack rats. But when cops arrived, she admitted that she didn't know what to do when the girl died and was afraid that her other children, boys three to seven would be taken away from her. So this, this sounds like some kind of man. This sounds like some Hills have, I, this sounds really foul. It sounds like she wasn't cleaning up the house. Seems like they was living in pack rats. You should have left them in Argentina. So look, she places Miller Gro's body in a bag and dumped it in a box and she filled it with cement that she got from a construction site. So you, you did the most. She used a box with the body inside as a bedside table in her bedroom. An investigator told local news. I, she's done stuff like this before y'all. An autopsy determined that the girl died of a respiratory infection stemming from pre-existing illnesses that required her to have a tracheostomy and a nasogastric tube. Man. Where where is this at, man? Hold on. Let me let me look at this other article and see if I can find this. And this is a weird mugshot. And you looking at this chick. Made the discovery in Borno's areas. Oh, okay. I thought okay, I thought that was here. But still. I thought that was here, but these are the folks y'all bringing over here, man. Listen, and you look at her, she don't even look like the type that would do something like that. But what is a person supposed to look like to do that to their child? Yeah, that's who Yeah, shout out to Jim Crow Joe and collard green Kamala. That's who they want over here. Now, this is something, this is new, right off the press from Independent. Former CNN anchor says she's moving to New York to have her baby because she's black. A former CNN anchor has revealed that she's moving to New York to give birth to her baby and be closer to the, her OBGYN due to, due to statistics about black women's birth during childbirth. This is crazy. This goes to show you something. This goes to show you something. This goes to show you something. Now, I wasn't going to get into this just yet, but you know that uh, Abrams tank, big sloppy Stacey Abrams, lost the bid. She lost the governor, the, the governor uh, race down there in Georgia. Bug eyes won it. Mr. Pastor, poke shop preacher, Pastor Bug Eyes, a bug's life, bug eyes, warlock, Raphael Warlock. Demonic Warlock, that nigga won over Plantation Walker. And remember, Stacy was telling black women, well, you should just butcher your baby because you can't afford in the economy. This sloppy Little Mermaid Ursula looking chick is telling black women 
that you should butcher your babies and she can't even get pregnant. Ain't no nigga in Georgia trying to get Stacy Tank Abrams pregnant. No nigga. Only a hobosexual is trying to get her pregnant. A dusty ass nigga that ain't got nowhere to live is probably sleeping under Atlanta and Atlanta freeway bridge is trying to get her pregnant and she's telling black women you should butcher your babies you should do abortion if you ain't got no money but she's not telling these illegals to do that and she doesn't speak about this right here she doesn't speak about black women that want to have their babies look look listen to this hi everyone so there's a major shift occurring i am actually moving States. <laughs> Most of you know that I've been in LA these past few months, but now in my final trimester, I'm actually heading to New York um, and I'll be there through um, the final trimester till my little one arrives. Um, the reasons for the move are complicated. Um, they involve my concerns around healthcare and specifically um, black women's experiences here in the US with childbirth and the data shows terrible things that we're three to four times more likely to die in childbirth than our white counterparts. Even when you strip out education and wealth, things more often go wrong for us. So um, I've made the decision to go and be in New York close to my OBGYN who is phenomenal and is just an incredible physician who I believe sees my whole self, my whole self and the whole self of my child. Um, yeah, it's, it's complicated. It's complicated and it's troubling that I'm having to make this shift, but that's what's happening. I wanna talk a little bit more about the disparities in healthcare for black women in, in the weeks ahead, but I'm on my way to the airport and yeah, big shift, big change. There you go. Damn shame. None of these little black overclass boule Negroes are really talking about stuff like this. They're telling black women you should butcher your babies. That's what you should do. Go get go ahead and get an abortion. They're they're not tell this sister, you could tell she has a UK accent. So I don't know where she's coming from, but if she's coming from the UK, that means she's having problems over there too. But they're not really stomping and pounding their feet like a Tyrannosaurus Rex, no pun intended, Stacy. By way, as much as the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Anyway, she's not stomping her feet and shaking the earthquake as usual. She's not doing that for situations like this. And that's another reason why she lost. But back to Warlock, back to Pasta Poke Chop Warlock while he's kicking black people out of his church for not paying a $25 rent. That nigga barely won from Herschel. He barely won from Herschel. Nigga, I, and I ain't got no, you know, I ain't gonna have too much smoke for Herschel. I'm not gonna have a lot of, I'm not gonna have a lot of smoke for Herschel because I know that nigga really ain't the brightest. But nigga, you supposed to be right and you can't never answer questions. So I'd rather Herschel win. I would have much rather Herschel win. Get a real plantation nigga up in there that don't know nothing. No, 
Now they they want to get on him. Now listen to this nigga. This nigga ain't shit. Now, if if you had forgotten what I said the last time, it's okay because you just have to wait a minute. With a little fake ass southern accent, you just had to wait a minute. He reminds you every time he opens his mouth. I mean, every day. Every day he comes up with something. Every day. Since the last time I was here, <laughs> since the last time I was here, Mr. Walker has been talking about issues. That are of great importance to Let me tell y'all something, man. Anytime you have to get an ex-president to get bug eyes some support, and anytime you have to get your VP to come on talking about collard greens, man, that means you're done. You got to get an ex-president to get on the board. Man, fuck it, man, fuck it. Yeah, you know I'm just gonna say this shit right, right, goddamn now. Bring Donald back, fuck it. Bring that nigga back. I need some taxes and low gas prices, goddamn it. Bring that nigga back. If we gonna have this right here, if we gonna have this man, bring Donald back, fuck it. I mean, right now, niggas still getting killed by police. Niggas ain't got no reparations. Niggas ain't got an anti-black crime bill. They're persecuting Kyrie for posting a damn video link and Amazon still making money off of it. And you got this nigga talking about you, you going to try to get on Walker, but you ain't going to talk about your pastor, Pope chop preacher. I'm about to play this nigga in a minute. Hold on. Georgia. Like whether it's better to be a vampire or a werewolf. This is a debate that I must confess I once had myself. When I was seven. Then I grew up. In case you're wondering, by the way, Mr. Walker decided he wanted to be a werewolf. Which is great. As far as I'm concerned, he can be anything he wants to be. Except for a United States Senator. Nigga, hold on. Shout out to the Likens, nigga. How you spell Likin? Look it up, Likin. How you spell Likin?
Vikings. Oh no. Shout out Underworld. That that Underworld. Rise of the Lycans. Hold on. Remember he was on the chains and they was fighting on the chain? <laughs> he hit him with the chain. Look, he hit him right in the face with the chain. He got the vampire wrapped all up. Born. Yes, you should have. See, you shouldn't have been born. Ain't this a copyright strike, YouTube? You ain't supposed to have this on here. Rise of the Lucian escape. Oh, no. Hold on. Nah, they, I, I, I was trying to, damn it. I was trying to find a liking scene. I was trying to find a liking scene. That's not working. I was trying to find a liking scene. That's not working. I was trying to find a liking scene. Couldn't find it. There you go, though. Now listen to this. St. Paul again. I'm telling you, man, I don't know what's going on. The shout out to St. Paul. I fuck with St. Paul. But all this domestic abuse and kidnapping, kidnapping your daughters, nigga. No, no, no. This nigga kidnapped his daughter in St. Paul and crashed in Minneapolis during the pursuit. Jeez. Oh, here we go. Visit this afternoon. We're also following breaking news tonight in Minneapolis where police are asking for help tracking down these two young children, Isla Jackson and Messiah Bailey. They were last spotted leaving the light rail at Curry Park in Minneapolis around 3 in the afternoon. Police say their mother, Shania Nicole, illegally took them from a supervised visit this afternoon. Oh, if you've hell. seen them, call 911. So the mom abducted her kids. Supervised visit. So how, how did you how did you get the kids missing? You know, I ain't got no faith in the system, but damn it, man. How did your kids get missing? Let's get back to this nigga. Let's get back to these old. Let's get back to these. Old dusty ass beta niggas. This nigga crashed his vehicle on the intersection of 28th Street and Grand. He refused to get out of the vehicle, and the officers had to take the girl from the suspect's grip and use minimal force to, to arrest him. The girl was not harmed. So you you did all you did you gave a high-speed chase with your kids, nigga. He wasn't running from the ops. Well, the police is the ops. But still, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. We 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 can't do that. Now listen to this shit. And this is why another reason yet we need reparations. We need tangible. We need reparations. Colorado grandfather sues police detective following SWAT raid based on false fan find my iPhone ping. An elderly black woman is suing a Denver police detective. My homie, he lived in Denver, so he could tell me about the race soldiers in Denver. Didn't they kill that black man that was walking home? Remember that brother that was walking home? And them race soldiers out there, and I think it was Aurora. Killed that brother. Falsely pinged by Apple's Find My App as a location of several stolen items, including six firearms and an old iPhone, according to a lawsuit. So you got this elderly black woman that they raided. Used all this armored, armored car BS and all this. 
alleges that the Denver police detective Gary Stab illegally issued a warrant for the raid of the home of a 77-year-old Ruby Johnson on January 4th based on what the complaint characterizes as a hastily prepared, bare-bones, misleading affidavit. See, another thing that black folks have to understand is these race soldiers, they will put together a bullshit-ass warrant to try to execute a black person. All right? The complaint contends that Stab's affidavit violated Johnson's right afforded by the state's constitution to be free of unreasonable searches and seizures. The affidavit allegedly lacked probable cause that evidence of a crime could be found at Johnson's home since it is based on an unverified and vague ping by Apple's Find My App app, which is used by Apple devices. Now, that Find My App is pretty accurate, but that's no basis for a damn search raid when it comes to lethal weapons, lethal force, armored cars. Stab issued a search warrant they, uh, the day after a white truck with a Texas license plate was allegedly stolen from the parking lot of a Denver Hyatt hotel, according to the truck's owner who was staying at the hotel. Now the owner told police that the truck contained six firearms, including a tactical military style rifle, two drones, four bands and an iPhone 11. The next morning, according to the complaint stab interviewed the owner of the truck by phone who said he had used the find my app app to search for his stolen belongings and did it, that it had twice pinged Johnson's address the day before stab then used that claim as the basis for the raid. So you're going to give a raid and here's a copy of the affidavit obtained by the NBC affiliate, uh, Kusa of Denver. Let me look at this, but the complaint alleges there's just two main problems with that, with that first, with that first, Stab allegedly failed to attempt to independently corroborate the alleged location of the stolen items before carrying out the raid. So he did this on purpose. And secondly, the find my app app is used to determine approximate locations and is not intended as a law enforcement tool. He knew that as well. I'm looking at the raid right here. I'm looking at the raid. I'm looking at the search warrant right here. And the judge signed off on this bullshit. Who's the judge? They said that this person had a Glock 45, a 223, a nine millimeter Kimber, a 22 caliber, a 22 caliber Taurus. 2007 white Chevrolet truck drones. This is the sloppiest investigation I've ever seen in my life, but I believe it's intentional. Signature of the judge. It looks like it's BDJ. I see it's not. Yeah. Beth a Farberger. Wow. Really? This is, yeah, this is real sloppy. That judge should be indicted as well. Signing off on this bullshit, approximate locations. The area that was highlighted on the app as the possible location of the phone, for example, spanned at least six properties and four blocks. That's very vague. 
That's too vague. Defendant Stab presented his false characterization of the screenshots, meaning as an objective fact and omitted the particular facts and circumstances that contradicted it. A statement the Denver Police Department said the SWAT team was involved in the raid due to allegations that six guns had been stolen and may have been located in Ms. Johnson's home. Okay, so you're saying that off of some information off a cell phone, which clearly states, and see, y'all should know that. I'm not going to use this old, well, they went to criminal justice school and they only know a little bit. You shouldn't be no police if that's the case. Y'all are race soldiers. The house was left in disarray. Johnson, who the Fowler describes as a United States Postal Service worker and grandmother, grandmother who lives alone in Denver's Montebello neighborhood, I'm not sure where that is, was frightened and confused when the SWAT team arrived in military gear with tactical rifles and a police-trained German shepherd dog and used a bullhorn to demand anyone inside the home to come out. According to the Fowling, officers damaged Johnson's home as they kept her sitting in a police car even after she told them there was nothing stolen in the house. The complaint alleges that they used a battering ram to destroy the back garage door and door frame even after Johnson gave them instructions about how to open the garage door. Y'all got to understand something here. They didn't have to do all that. They did that on purpose. These are not police officers that did it. These are race soldiers. Officers also broke the head off one of Miss Johnson's prized collectible doll figurines that Miss Johnson had cherished for nearly three decades as a gift from her youngest son. The house was left in disarray, even though the raid turned up none of the items were of the police were looking for and no evidence of any connection to the crime. Yeah, man. This is anti-black racism. Something that Warlock Warnock and Stacey Tank Abrams, sloppy ass, ain't saying nothing about. They're not saying nothing about that. They're not saying anything about this former CNN anchor, anchor that says she's moving to New York to have her baby because she's black. They're not saying that at all. They ain't saying that. Not at all. Speaking of which, the trial is set to start for the Texas race soldier who killed the black woman down there in Fort Worth, Texas. Atiani Jefferson. Rest in peace to that sister. It says Atiani Jefferson, this is from uh, the Associated Press, was holding a gun but never raised it to point at the white race soldier who fatally shot her through a rear window of her Texas home. The black woman's 11 year old nephew testified at the officer's murder trial Monday. Now I'm looking at this cop that's bringing him in. He got some questionable tattoos. Not sure what's going on here. So they put the, they put the little brother on trial and I know that had to be real painful. I know that had to be real painful for him to do that. That's her nephew. He testified on the trial. We, we got to watch out for that brother. We got to really watch out for that little brother because he's scarred for life. The child's testimony tucks an issue on the heart of the long delayed case charging Aaron Dean with Jefferson's killing, whether the Fort 
work officer saw Jefferson's gun, gun before he shot her. The bottom line is she wasn't committing no crime. Doesn't matter where you saw the gun, what he perceived to be. The bottom line is this sister wasn't doing anything wrong. See, that, that's what it boils down to. This sister was in her, in her home. So really what's saying is logic will tell you, black folk, you ain't safe in your own home. Both them John, right down the street, Dallas, Texas. You ain't safe in your own home. That's what that means. Dean quit and was charged with murder two days before. Oh, he quit. So that means that the police chief said, hey, just go ahead and quit. Keep your pension. He quit and was charged with murder. He didn't get fired. He quit. Charged with murder two days after killing the 28-year-old according uh, or uh, while responding to a call about an open front door on October 12th, 2019, right before the pandemic, damn it. Three years. Body camera footage showed that neither Dean nor the all, uh, nor the other responding officer identified themselves at the police as police at the house. So they just they just ramshacked Dean's attorney, Miles Brissett, said the officer opened fire after seeing the silhouette of Jefferson with a gun in the window and a green laser pointed at him. Well, if she sees some weird motherfucker standing outside her building or out her house, yeah. She might have pulled some shit and said, what the fuck's going on? I would do the same thing. Prosecutors told the jurors that the evidence would show otherwise. So I don't know what she did, but she was in her home. That night, Jefferson was playing video games with her nephew, Zion Carr, who told a court Monday that his aunt pulled out a gun after hearing suspicious noises behind the house. You damn right she did. Zion then ate said the gun was only ever pointed down, but he acknowledged not remembering parts of what happened. So they're going to try to use that part. She just held it next to her side. She just like, she didn't point it up. She just kept it next to her. That child's not lying. That child's telling the truth. He remembers that. You're going to remember. There's certain things that you're going to remember. Traumatic experiences you're going to remember. Tooth and claw on cross-examination in the overflowing courtroom. Dean's defense said Zion told a specialized interviewer in a recorded session after the shooting that Jefferson had raised her gun. The child denied this bullshit. I believe that child. I don't believe nothing them race soldiers saying. They're trying to protect that, that, that race soldier cop. Now, Dean pleaded not guilty, has been on free on $200,000 bond. He's charged with killing Jefferson after a neighbor called a non-emergency police line to report that the front door to Jefferson's home was open. Didn't notice they said this. By contrast, former Minneapolis police officer, uh, race soldier, I mean, Derek Chauvin went on trial and was convicted of murdering Floyd one and a half years ago. Floyd was killed seven months after Jefferson. So, I want y'all to understand when you're reading these articles, these things that they're putting in there is not by accident. No stretch of the imagination. They're putting that contrast in there. Cause they're like, okay, we don't want no other cops that could kill niggas to go to jail. 
There's a reason why they're putting this in here. There's a good reason why they're putting this in here. Body cam video showed Dean approaching the door of the home where Jefferson was caring for a nephew. He then walked around the side of the house, pushed through a gate into the fenced off backyard and fired through the glass a split second after shouting at Jefferson who was inside to show her hands. Whatever you perceived or not doesn't matter. You murdered somebody. You need to go to jail. Shout out to OG Percy tales from Crip. You need to be in the Ferguson unit, nigga. <laughs> I know OG person talks about the Ferguson unit all the time. Yeah. You need to go down there. See if you could survive down there. You killed a woman that was in the house with her nephew. You didn't protect or serve. You, you, you showed up and murdered. Let me see what the news is talking about this here. Prosecution in a Texas courtroom today saying the shooting of a Tatiana Jefferson back in 2019. Now look at his mugshot. Yeah. Tarrant County jail. His mugshot looks bogus as hell. His mugshot looks like, yeah, nigga, I did it. That's how his mugshot looks. It ain't no remorse. The hands of a then police officer was absolutely intentional and an unjustifiable act that should have never happened. Aaron Dean is on trial for shooting Jefferson through a window of her own home. Dean has pleaded guilty, not guilty, rather, pleaded not guilty to the murder charge. His lawyers say this case is about fact, not emotion. Zinkley Esamwa has more. How, how did she pull the gun out of her purse? She looked at her purse and then she, when she looked at it, she got it and just had it next to her. Today, the long-awaited murder trial begins for Aaron Dean, the white former police officer who fatally shot and killed a black woman, a Tatiana Jefferson, in her family's Texas home. The incident started as a non-emergency call to police. The front door of Jefferson's home was open, according to police. Body camera video showing the officer. My question is who called? Was it the neighbors? I'm not calling the police with the neighbors no more. When it comes to the black person, I ain't calling the police, man. I ain't doing that. Because they show up and they shoot. Officer Aaron Dean approaching the front door of the home on October 12, 2019, then walking around the side of the home. In the body cam video, Dean shouts at Jefferson to show her I hands. remember one time when I was sick. I was living in Oakdale. Let me tell y'all. And I think I was having some problems. I think I had like the flu or something like that. I was getting ready to pass out. My wife called the ambulance. And then, you know, sometimes with the ambulance, the police come in. When the police came in, they was just acting real, real funny. It, it almost felt like I was being, I wasn't being interrogated. But, you know, like I had the flu and I start to pass out. She throws some cold water in my face. I wake right up. Sometimes when you got the flu, you could overheat. And then, you know, like you having cold flashes and stuff like that. So I got the covers around me. And I was a little dehydrated. I wasn't drinking enough water. She called the ambulance. They showed up maybe 10, 15 minutes later. When they came in, there was an officer that came too. But the way that they were acting when they came in that house and they looked at that big ass house and they said, man, you Negroes ain't supposed to have this damn house. Ain't no nigga supposed to be riding. That nigga ain't supposed to have no piano. Hold on, hold on, hold on. wait a minute. We're going to, we got to be, Y'all niggas don't know about Rosewood. So y'all, y'all niggas was watching Booty Call, nigga. You was watching Booty Call. I was watching, nigga. I was watching Rosewood. 
I nigga, I was watching fucking Rosewood while y'all goofy ass niggas was watching Booty Call. I ain't got no piano, nigga. Fuck you talking about. I tell you, boy. Anybody's hiding Jesse Hunter, my money's on Sylvester Carey. That nigga, he hates us white folk. Mm -hmm. He does. You know he's got a piano? A nigga with a goddamn piano. I've been working all my life. I ain't got a piano. You don't know how to play one. That ain't the point. You heard what he said. You, you, you don't even know how to play one. You on, They sitting back hating. This is Trailer Trash Bob, y'all. Trailer Trash Bob. This is your white race soldier at the job that's mad. Now, he ain't got the competency. He doesn't have the intelligence. He doesn't have the common sense. He doesn't have the grace. He doesn't have none of the skill sets you got and will never have it. Yet he has white skin and he's mad because you got you a you got you a piano. He said this nigga ain't supposed to have no piano. I ain't got a piano. You don't know how to play one. That ain't the point. Old man come up in that house of his. He got a piano. Mm. A nigga got one. Mm. And I don't. Now how that look? Now how's that look? That nigga ain't got a piano. Ving Range, Rosewood. While niggas was running around. See, let me tell y'all something about me. All right. I was a nigga that was going out there to Blockbuster, hopping on the number seven. You know, I stayed in the West Bank, so I hopped on the number seven. I very well could have just rolled down there. Could have got on a bike, I suppose, but shit. Hopped on the number seven on Washington and Cedar, right by Bullwinkles. Number seven ran a little slow sometimes. 19 ran a little faster. Hopped on a number seven. Damn it, I Hold on. I missed them damn days. Damn it. I missed them fucking days. The number, I ain't gonna get into too much. Oh, Lord. Hopped on a number seven to Blockbuster right on there on Lake. 2026 20, and Lake. Same place where niggas burnt down. Or no, some white people. I wasn't no niggas doing it. But before the white people burnt down the police station. I was in there trying to find out what Rosewood. I seen the trailer of Rosewood and that resonated with me. And I was a young nigga at that time. I was real young. That came out in 97. Damn it. So that must mean I'm, I might've been a ninth grade, but that little foundational spirit, I don't know what it was. I think that was that foundational black American spirit. I think that shit just kind of resonated with me. I seen the trailer, the Rosewood trailer watching another movie. Niggas had to watch trailers from other movies. You had, you had to pop the fucking VHS tape, nigga, in the Panasonic tape, and you had to watch the trailers of other movies to go rent other movies. Wasn't no streaming. You had to get, you had to get out into the world. And it resonated with me. I seen Ving Rhames in the trailer pull out them four fives. He, he pulled them bitches out, running through, running, he's running through, running from the slave squad. And when he pulled out them big ass four fives, I said, I got to see this shit. I got to see this shit. And I still didn't understand that it was around that time, what they called the uh, Nadir or whatever. I think the um, Lowen, the one that did Sundown Towns, wrote that book. Around that time when black folks fresh off the plantation, ain't even been 70 years, ain't even been 50 years, ain't even been down there 40 years, got off that plantation, was building their own shit. And then race soldiers was mad. I ain't got no piano. 
That nigga got a piano. When you ain't even know how to play one, that don't matter nothing. I ain't got no piano. See, he ain't had no piano. He got mad because he ain't had no piano. That's the Rosewood mentality. All right. That's the Rosewood mentality. Moments before fatally shooting the 28-year-old through the rear window of the home with a single bullet. Put your hands up. Show me your hands. Dean is not heard identifying himself as police. Police say Jefferson was playing video games with her then 8-year-old nephew, who, according to police record, said his aunt pulled out a gun after hearing noises behind the house. It is unclear, based on police records, if Dean knew Jefferson was armed. The shooting sparked widespread outrage. And see, this is the reason why both of John's coon-ass immigrant coon family members didn't get no respect from me because you have situations like this going on. And when you start hugging the police, oh, and, and, and his little, and his dad, oh, well, I want to be the cop's friend. And oh, let me get a scholarship for the Caribbean. Nigga, that scholarship should have been for foundational blacks. See? See, these cool niggas, we got to get them out the paint. Well, everybody can help. We could all come together. No, we can't. We can't all come together. We can't come together with niggas like that. Because you have situations like this going on while y'all hugging the police going on your little forgiveness tour and accepting your little coon ass forgiveness awards. You have situations like this. It sets a bad precedence. When niggas start talking about this forgiveness talk and letting the police go and we don't want to give them no time. And Oh, I just want to be her friend, man. Hold on, man. Let me see if I can find this. Cause y'all think I'm just talking. Y'all think I'm just talking. Y'all think I'm just talking. Let me see if I can find this. Oh, here we go. Years in prison is 10 years for her reflection and for her to change her life. 10 years reflection of it to change her life. Look, listen to his coon ass mama. Years in prison is 10 years. And you see, look, you, you see biscuit jaws. Biscuit jaws are sitting there for her reflection and for her to change her life. Amber Geiger learns her sentence and Botham Jean's family is already forgiving her for murder. Wow. I don't know if this is possible, but can, can I give her a hug, please? <laughs> Nigga, I, I, I'm telling y'all, now I got to play this back for you. I got to play this back for you. This is important. This is very important. Listen, listen to this, Nick. Listen to these Caribbean coons. Can, can I give her a hug, please? This is possible, but can, can I give her a hug, please? That nigga wanted to wrap his greasy immigrant coon island hands around this white woman so bad. Oh, he just wanted to smell that. He just wanted to smell that werewolf. Oh. First, Botham Jean's brother in court. Tonight, his father... This nigga hugged her like he ain't never seen her before in his life. Like, like they used to date. Man, listen. ...sharing that he would like to be Amber Geiger's friend. And for the first time, we will... Yeah, you hear that? You hear that? ...would like to be Amber Geiger's friend. 
First, Botham Jean's brother in court. Tonight, his father sharing that he would like to be Amber Geiger's friend. This ain't me talking. This ain't Bagland DP talking. This the white folks talking, nigga. See, the Tatiana Jefferson situation, it could go either way from niggas like this. And for the first time, we will hear from Geiger's defense team. Good evening. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Doug Dunbar. Thanks for being with us. Here's now, mind you, I just want to bring this back because you got to keep in mind, she had racist texts, text, text messages in her cell phone. The forensic team found it out. She was talking shit about black folks. Her ex-boyfriend was talking shit about killing black folks. And you got niggas doing this. I don't know if this is possible, but can, can I give her a hug, please? Why do you want to give her a hug, nigga? Why? He's still they forgive this in prison. Do you hear? We get under with him, John, inside his own apartment a little over a year ago. Heard words about her that you just would not necessarily expect to hear. Listen to this. At church, Aaron, people everywhere. Her attorneys still do have the right to appeal. Every angle of today's sentence with live TV coverage as we get underway tonight. We'll start with Aaron Jones, who was with Botham John's family this evening at church. Aaron, people everywhere, somewhat shocked, I can say, when John's brother showed Amber Geiger so much compassion in, in court, that video we've seen. But tonight, the father shared words about her that you just would not necessarily expect to hear. That's right, Doug. A forgiving spirit was shown once again. Tonight, we heard from both of Jean's parents. They were seated. Now, mind you, they're getting on Kanye West because Kanye said that Jewish people should forgive Hitler. Man, they ain't trying to forgive nothing about Hitler. Now, when it comes to black folks, well, you ought to forgive and you ought to let bygone be bygone. Front and center here in the church where Jean liked to sit during Sunday services. This was his church. We heard from both first his father, then his mother. Oh, I'm, I need, man, I don't know. I need me some sparkling water to pre prepare for this coon shit you about to hear. His mother said that the last year has been like sitting in the eye of a hurricane. She told Dallas citizens they now need to fight for change. They saw a contaminated crime scene. Well, fight for change. That's why you made a scholarship for Caribbeans, not foundationals, not the ones that was really fighting for you. John's father says in prison, Amber Geiger will have the time to reflect on what she did. The center point of tonight's service was their youngest son's interaction and embrace with Geiger in the courtroom today. The video was played, and John's youngest brother said that he forgives Geiger for murdering his big brother and hopes she dedicates her life to God. You hear that? The Holy Spirit is so he wants to use the Holy Spirit in place of his cowardice. That's really what he's saying. I think I have the ability to do it. I can be a friend. And I would like to be a friend despite my loss. I would like to be a friend despite my loss. This 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 white bitch killed your son and you want to be her friend. Man, this ain't got nothing to do with forgiveness. This is beyond treachery. Yes. God is good. Yes. That's why I yes. So I appreciate what Brandon did. Get as much. There are consequences for every action. Yeah. 
Forgiveness for us as Christians is a healing for us. But like my husband said, there are consequences. That's right. I believe I can't listen anymore. But but see, there was witnesses that talked about the case. There was people. Now, hold on and listen to her uh, Tatiana's father. This is a Tatiana Jefferson talking about what she loved most, medicine. He's still he's working in a whole life. My daughter was 28. Now, this is her father. Now, listen to what he says. It's dead. I mean, it's senseless. My daughter. This is Marquise Jefferson. Years old. Had a whole life in front of her. Around 2 a.m. Saturday morning, Fort Worth police arrived at a Tatiana Jefferson's house for a while. You need to. If he sees I'm going over that house with my daughter, you need to uh, call the police. You know what I'm saying? But it's the way the police acted. In the body cam video, you see somebody's daughter said I love her. She was growing up, I read to her a lot. I have for learning. City. She had hopes. Think that they would. Uh, I don't want no hug. You heard it? John G. Uh, I don't want no hug. She had aspirations. They've lost it for no reason. I've seen many cases like this where you think that they would have learned from it. One like this Bolton, John G. Uh, I don't want no hug. That's my one and only daughter. I'll never forget this. You heard with that? Unlike this Bolton John thing, I don't want no hug. You see the difference between these immigrant coons and these foundational descendants of slaves? We gotta cover that. I'm sorry. Well, it's divisive and we all need to get on cold. Can't get on cold with niggas like that. We can't do it. It'll be our demise. This brother lost his daughter. He don't want no hug. Them coon niggas don't give a fuck because they ain't from here. They don't, they don't identify with us, so they ain't from here. Shout out to the brothers from the diaspora, from the African diaspora and everywhere else that ain't on that coon shit. I ain't talking about them. I ain't talking about them. But them niggas wanted a hug. And see her trial, her trial, this race soldier, if he gets off, he's going to put more black folks in danger because it's going to be a Rittenhouse situation. I, I I had to bring that back up. I just had to bring that back up, y'all. I wanted y'all to hear that in its, in its entirety. Bolton John's dad wanted to, I think he wants to sleep with the white woman, to be quite honest. Like, why are you so, why do you deify her so much? This ain't about religion, y'all. Keep it, this ain't about religion because the Bible talks about a lot of revolutionary shit. Them niggas pick the coward shit. Now let's talk about some other off code shit. Oh, we need to. Oh, here we go. Oh, 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 oh I got what I got here. Oh, here we go. Shanquilla Robinson's death is being investigated as a femicide, a crime that only 16 centuries, 16 countries, I said centuries, recognized despite gender-based violence being a global issue. So now they want to bring the gender crap in. 
Let me tell y'all something. All right. Let me tell y'all something. When you get to a point of your life, when you're making a bag, unfortunately, you're going to have to associate with other people that has the same aspirations. That doesn't mean that because you become a millionaire, you don't talk to your homies making 300, 400 K. Let me tell you something. Legend has it. Shout out to the Lake street legend. I'm still on his slang tonight. I give credit where credit drew legend has it. Nigga legend has it that when you start making a decent amount of change or you start changing your life for very constructive issues and constructive framework and structure. And you like, well, man, let me take my homies out on a trip here. All expenses paid. If that's the case, that's what I hear. Allegedly. You always have 30% of the dusty ass niggas around that can't make the money that you're making and they feel a certain kind of way. All right. They feel a certain kind of way because you got to keep in mind. Let's go back to the classroom, back in the classroom. Y'all niggas ain't have no ambition, nor did you have any drive. You didn't have any 350 rocket ambition, nigga bars, bars, nigga bars, 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 maximum security, rush city, Oak park height bars. You didn't have any 350 rocket combustion engine ambition. You didn't have any Hemi ambition, nigga. You didn't have any Hemi engine ambition. So what you do as little Bootsy says, you hypnotize with hatred and you take somebody to Mexico and they start feeling a certain way. And then they're plotting and planning. Conspiracy is defined as two or more parties that are conspiring. That's why conspiracy is, is so dangerous. Conspiracy is almost worse than the crime itself because they said this was a premeditated act. You sat around and you both sat down and agreed over numerous conversations. So if you went out of town, I'm not sure exactly what happened completely, but if you went out of town and you said, Hey, listen, we're going to kind of, we're going to try to get some money out of the home home girl or the homeboy. The only way you're able to do that is you've been following the social media. That's conspiracy count. Number one, you've been seeing what they're doing. And you sat down with a bunch of other dusty ass Negroes. A lot of niggas do this through the little tax situation. You've heard about these little stories where somebody's working with some people and they hear about somebody getting some taxes and then they ambush them. Y'all heard about them stories. You heard about them hurricane, them, 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 them Mach five, uh, high Richter scale. Wait a minute. Hold on. What the hell is this? I don't want that. I don't want that song. 
But you, you, you heard, you, you heard about them, them, them dust bunnies, them, them, them Death Valley dust bunnies that sitting around plotting on somebody that got their taxes. This is that same kind of thing. You've heard about those stories where people are working together and you heard about them hearing about one of their other employees and their little frenemies at the job. And then they say, well, oh, this person filed for the taxes. Let's get a little funky ass three to $4,000. And then it gets out of hand. Somebody gets killed and then they end up with a life sentence. That's what ends up happening. Well, this is the same situation with Shanquella Robinson. And there's been numerous people that have went down to Mexico and something has happened to them. Even white couples. I mean, something's going on down there. I'm not sure. But no, this case, this is a case of the dust bunnies. This is a simple case of some dusty ass Negroes that was hating on somebody that was doing a big thing or what they so-called say to be a big thing. And it's very unfortunate. But you know what? I think the best thing for these people Whenever they find out who it is, if the Mexican authorities get involved, which they probably won't as much as they should. I've been hearing that they got a search warrant and this, that, and the third. But I tell you, uh, this didn't happen. This didn't happen to happen to the sister. I think, I think it was some foul shit and it happens a lot more than we think. And it happens a lot more than we think. Way too much. Way, way too much. Way too much. Let's go to the next article here real quick. Now... Now listen to this. Now, Emmett Till's relatives lead protests to home a woman whose accusations led to his murder. Justice was never served. Now this was a there was a murder warrant that was found months ago. So black folks have been pulling up to where this race soldier that was responsible for the murder of Emmett Till. Can you imagine a black person doing the same thing? Man, that nigga would have been in the jail overnight. Carolyn Bryant now known as Carolyn Bryant Donham. They've been pulling up on her ass. As they should. Now listen to this. I want, I want y'all to hear this. Now, it looks like something, I think Whoopi Goldberg and The View and all them, all that little bullshit. I think they're talking about the Till movie. Now, they made a Till movie. I don't even want to see that bullshit. Y'all seen how I broke it down maybe about 30 episodes ago, if that, about the Emmett Till movie? You see how I broke all that shit down? So-called misinformation. They were trying to use the Black Brute Complex. I wasn't going to let them do it. I was going to call that out. They were talking about Emmett Till's Emmett Till raped a white woman overseas and all that kind of shit. They always said that about black soldiers. I'm not going to say that it never happened at all, but that was the whole thing. You got to think about it. Nine times out of 10, a black soldier that grows up under Jim Crow ain't going to go over to Europe doing that kind of shit. They had pamphlets that race soldiers. You got to think white men that went overseas in the military with black men during Jim Crow they had a complex. They said, okay, 
we could try to enforce I'm white and I say so over here, but the white women over in Europe are choosing. You understand? Do y'all remember that scene in that HBO special, The Watchmen? How the Germans were basically throwing out pamphlets, kind of saying, hey, y'all, y'all get treated with Jim Crow laws over there. You need to come over here and fight with us. Using the little Jedi mind tricks. And the brother was reading the pamphlet. Do y'all remember that in the Watchmen? I really need y'all to start thinking, okay? During that time, the brother was reading the pamphlet and he looks up and then this race soldier comes by on a horse and just spits in his face. Now, had that would have happened to me, I would have went nuts. I probably would have strangled that motherfucker. But, you know, that's the type of shit that black folks, that foundational black Americans had to, had to deal with. You had to go over to another country, and you're reading this pamphlet with the Germans saying, well, look, back home, nigga, y'all get treated like shit. You over here fighting this motherfucker's war. Now, what that was was psychological espionage. Because as you could see, they had the Holocaust over there. Foundational black Americans were the part of the reason, one of the major reasons. I got pictures of this shit. Them niggas stopped the Nazis. And these race soldiers, through Operation Paperclip, they let the Nazis come over here and do experiments. Shout out to Medical Apartheid, Harriet Washington. Y'all need to go get that book. They let the Nazis come over here. While, while black folks died. So when you see this one broad that I was talking about earlier, talking about, well, poor immigrants are having a hard time. And, you know, why should they have to pay for when they weren't slave owners? And this bitch ain't showed up, ain't been here 20 years trying to have a say-so. Talking about the Constitution and the framers and the founding fathers and all that who own slaves. Get your monkey ass up out of here. Back in Iran, you would never say no shit like that. No, you wouldn't. Oh, we were living cushy in Iran, but I didn't have no rights. Yeah, but you came over here and the descendants of the slaves built up you a cushy environment where you could say whatever you want with your little pink hairstyle. Yeah. Thank you very much. Oh, it's going to have to be some straightening. It's definitely going it's going to have to be some straightening, bro. Y'all come over here. You probably living under Sharia law where you could get stoned. You start twerking over here and you get your ass knocked out. Hold on, wait a minute. Look at this bullshit. Listen to this. Wait a minute. Final Senate election of the 2022 midterm election, CNN projects Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock will win re-election in the Georgia Senate runoff, defeating Republican challenger Herschel, 51 Senate seats. This man, you barely won. Strengthens their control of the chamber. Republicans have 49 Senate seats. That's one less, one fewer than they have now. Let's check in with our correspondents covering the candidates. Eva McKend is with uh, Senator Raphael Warnock. And Eva McKend, I see behind you people. Telling me all evening that this really solidifies Georgia as a true battleground state in play in this state. You know, they won no other statewide races during the general election. The governor. Yeah, all these cheering puppets. Get your ass out of here. Get your ass out of here. Let's go. Let's go back to. Okay, hold on. I done got my eye off the ball. But see, 
That's what I'm saying. You want to talk about the Constitution. You notice women like that, they come over here, they ain't been here five minutes, and start talking about what foundational blacks and descendants of slaves, aboriginal blacks, don't need. They ain't got nothing to say about Carolyn Bryant in the Constitution. See, murder... That 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 all falls. Ain't no statute. Ain't no statute. Uh, 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 statute of limitation on murder. Ain't none. In August, a grand jury declined to indict her. Now the group that gathered near her last known address said they've been moving this old bitch around. Well, don't call her that, man. You don't shut your ass up. The group that gathered near her known address in Bowling Green on Saturday called itself the True Healing Under God and include members of the Black Panthers and the Lion of Judah Armed Forces along with Till's relatives, according to the Louisville Courier Journal. We're going to look into that too. For hiding and concealing Carolyn Bryant, how do you find the state of Kentucky? Guilty, the crowd responded. Now listen to this. Till's cousin Priscilla Sterling told the Corio Journal that justice was never served, and it wasn't. I just want you to know that white supremacy, that it was white supremacy that freed Carolyn Bryant, Miss Sterling said. She's damn right. It sure did. Ain't no statutation, ain't no statute of murder. And, and, and you know what, y'all? Let's be very clear. I want to be very damn clear about this, all right? This isn't a situation of a mishap misinformation. Oh, we can't find the files, this, that, and the third man. Listen, we got NASA, Elon Musk. We got forensic evidence, the metaverse, all this little bullshit out here. Oh, we have a plenty. We have a plenty of technology. If we want to come down to it, let me tell you, here's another thing. When they start talking about, they don't understand. Oh, we don't know how much reparations it is. And we don't understand this. And we don't understand that. I'm not backing down on my claim. It's my blood, right? Don't you know that if they started waterboarding motherfuckers and said, listen, you better hire some data scientists from, I don't know, Nigeria or China or wherever the hell these hacking motherfuckers come from. Don't you know if you would have waterboarded their ass and said, Hey, we need y'all to find out who's really a foundational black American who was on them plantations. We need to go to the motherfucking Mormon library. Shout out to Netflix. We need to find out all this shit about niggas who owned who that's all we need to know is who owned who and what company went to what company because the stock market was based on niggas stock market was based on niggas. Don't you know that if you want if you waterboarded a whole bunch of data scientists and shit, man, they'd have that shit in 24 hours. Well, this is Mr. Brian and this is Mr. Sally who, and this is, uh, Cletus. This is Cletus farmer. Oh, they'd have that information. Oh, he was at that slave station right there in Virginia. Oh, he was, he was right down there over yonder in Kentucky. Oh, he was right there in Georgia. Oh, they would have all that. Oh, they would have all that. They wouldn't have no problems at all. Getting our tangibles. If somebody waterboarded their ass and told them they're going to dump them in the gators. If they was going to dump their ass in the bayou or some shit. Oh, they come up with that information real quick. They, they whip up an algorithm with artificial intelligence real quick. Oh yeah. We owe you niggas 34 million 
or thirty four trillion. We we gonna cut that ongoing check. Ain't no one time checking. We gonna take your taxes, can you or child support and all that? No, they will come up with that shit quick. Just pretend, just pretend that we're from Israel, or just pretend that we're from Ukraine. Let's start off like that. I think that's a good start. I think that's a great start. Just start off like that. Well, you know, I, 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 nigga, I know you're from the south side of Chicago, nigga. I know you're sliding on the ops. I know you're from Old Block, nigga. I know you're from 63rd. But, man, I, something's telling me you're from Ukraine. Something's telling me you're from Ukraine. Something telling me that you you from Israel. You got a little hat around your head, a little hat, the little hat on top of your head that's kind of small. Something's telling me you, you know, just pretend we one of them niggas. Oh man, them them reparations checks will cut out fast. Oh man, them them reparations checks will cut out so fast, they start printing money. Let's just pretend you ain't no niggas. Let's pretend that you from Israel, or let's pretend you from Ukraine. I heard there was a report not too long ago that Poland is suing Germany for reparations. Poland is suing Germany for reparations. See, they heard about the rally for reparations. They heard about, they, they heard about niggas. Hey, we, we need a nigga claim. Let's get some more audio in the bucket here. I, I got a lot to cover. We had a, what, what, oh, damn, there two hours. I got a lot to cover here. Oh man, I got a lot to cover. We gonna try to wrap it up, but I found a lot of shit, man. Let me see. Up, oh, shout out to the Rico Suave. Shout out to the Rico Suave. No race soldier, Rico. Hood rich Pablo Juan sentenced to fifteen years after reaching a plea deal in a Rico Suave case. Now they hit this nigga from the uh one to fifteen years in prison for his alleged role in violating the racketeer influence and reek uh and corrupt organizations act as part of the rolling twenty neighborhood bloods. Now Axios just posted that article back in March. They ain't got no Rico for the Proud Boys. The Justice Department, the Justice Department was able to uh get a hold of that. But they ain't got no Rico Suave for race soldiers? Are you serious? This is a this is a double standard. Hood Rich Pablo Juan. He was among 46 alleged co-conspirators facing indictment on 92 counts of the Rico. 59 counts of violations of the Georgia Street Gang Terrorism and Prevention Act. Three counts of traffic in meth. Three counts of traffic and heroin. Four counts of kidnapping, four counts of murder, 24 counts of aggravated assault. Shout out to Tank Abrams. Where you at, Warlock? Too busy kicking black folks out of the church? Get your ass out of here. Get your monkey ass out of here. Get your ass out of here. Let me see if I can find this information. Now listen to this. 
Oh, here we go. This is going to be interesting. This is going to be interesting, y'all. Listen to this. Now this is bullshit ass libs of TikTok, the lib, li the liberal limousine of TikTok. So this is just biracial chick calling out her so-called alleged white supremacist dad. But listen to the twist. Listen to this little bullshit she starts talking about. But dad, please know that while I'm grateful and highly aware of all that you've given this family, I still don't miss you. When you died, I felt like there was a hole. I missed something, but it wasn't you. It was the idea of what you could become. I miss being able to hope and wish that one day you turn a corner and see the world from my perspective. Now, I, I want to say something here. Yeah, maybe her dad was a suspected white supremacist. But you know what? You jumped on stage. I'm wondering, was she molested or some shit? I don't know what the hell's going on, but she got the pink hair, all these little liberal ass, throwed off, psychopathic, little liberal limousine bras always got the fucking pink hair. I don't know why, but listen, you get up to your dad's funeral and you get to talking shit. I got I got some questions about that. Cause you could have did that beforehand, but you got a little audience. You got your, see, this was your little liberal intersectional. I guarantee you she's one of the in intersectional bitches. Listen to this. I miss the idea that one day you might help me fight for the things that matter. I missed my fantasy of you. Because when you died, it solidified the fact that you'll never be what you could have been, but only what you are. And what you are is a racist, misogynistic, xenophobic, Trump-loving, cis-straight white man. There we go. Misogynistic. Xenophobic. So yeah, she, y'all gotta really understand this shit I'm talking about. I'm breaking down tonight. I'm giving y'all some straight lace game, like Mac Mall. We gonna play some Mac Mall in a minute, nigga. Y'all niggas don't know about that Mac Mall. Nigga had the album cover with the alligator in the front. Y'all don't know about that straight lace game. We gonna play some Mac Mall in a minute. Xenophobic. Now this this broad probably ain't from another country. I'm talking about xenophobic, just like that one broad from Iran speaking against the Aboriginal blacks and descendants of the slaves. Talking about we don't deserve reparations. Now she ain't been here 20 years. She ain't even from here. Trying to claim she's trying to claim the heritage that we got. Ain't put no skin in the game. Just went and got a little college degree. You gotta watch these scholar Negroes. She's from Iran, but you gotta watch these scholar niggas. Cause she'll start pulling up the people of color shit left and right. She'll start pulling up the people of color shit left and right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm equivalent to you blacks. I'm just like you blacks. We're all in this together. No, we're not. And you notice she started talking about, you know, xenophobic. That's the intersection, intersectionality babble. Misogynistic. Okay, that's that patriarchy bullshit. Cisgender. Okay, there you go. I'm telling you, she's LGBT. She's lettuce, bacon, and tomato 5,000. When you died, it solidified the fact that you'll never be what you could have been, but only what you are. 
and what you are is a racist, misogynistic, xenophobic, Trump-loving, cis-straight white man. And she voted for Jim Crow Joe, I guarantee it. Well, what about the 94 crime bill? Well, you know, he's not so mean. Well, I don't want my kids going into a jungle. Well, that was a long time ago. Oh, well, what about his connections with the Klan, Strom Thurmond? Well, that was a long time ago. Yeah, she's one of them. That is all you will ever be to me. And dad, before you tell me to respect the dead, please remember that you disrespected and disregarded the lives and deaths of entire communities of people with your ideology. You told me to never back down, so I won't. You know for a fact that even against you, I'm not afraid to share my peace. You are everything I aspire not to be, and I refuse to stand up here and sing the praises of a man who is the paradigm of white supremacy. So I'll take your racist mindset, I'll take your money, and I'll take your advice. Uh-oh. She said, I'll take your money, I'll take your advice. Y'all hear biology kick in? I'll take your money and I'll take your advice. Man, don't you understand if Area 51, if E.T. phone home comes back and Joe Jackson moonwalker slaps this bitch right to the side of her mouth, don't you know that she'll come back looking for some, she'll be looking for some big ass, she'll be looking for Van Jones. <laughs> Nigga should be nigga should be looking for Van Jones in five minutes. I'll take your money. Oh, he's such a white supremacist that I could not take his money. Oh, well, hold on, wait a minute now. You wanted to take his money. It's all about the money. Yeah, you took his money. I won't. You know for a fact that even against you, I'm not afraid to share my money. You are everything I aspire not to be, and I refuse to stand up here and sing the praises of a man who is the paradigm of white supremacy. So I'll take your racist mindset, I'll take your money, and I'll take your advice. I'll take your racist mindset, I'll take your money, and I'll take your advice. So much for white supremacy. Xenophobic. White cisgender. Voted for Donald Trump. You're on that stage, Heifer, because... He put you on that stage. I'm looking at the eulogy that you're giving. Libs of TikTok. Shout out to they bastard ass. Your intersectional demonic ass. That's a big ass stadium that you're in or whatever. Who paid for that? See, you got a seat at that nigga's table. You're talking about you're taking his money. I don't need to go no further. The liberal limousine, I tell you, ain't worth two dead flies. Ain't worth a damn. Major crime bill Shout since 19... This is who she voted for. The truth is, every major crime bill since 1976 that's come out of this Congress. Every minor crime bill has had the name of the Democratic senator from the state of Delaware, Joe Biden, on that bill. Oh. The truth is, every major crime bill since 1976. You see how he's throwing his fingers and pointing his fingers? He's like, yeah, I signed this 94 crime bill. I done locked hella niggas up. He's bragging. Oh, you plant 
plantation picking any Popeye's chicken negro spiritual niggas. Couldn't wait to go out and vote for old Jim Crow Joe. The truth is every major crime bill since 1976 that's come out of this Congress, every minor crime bill has had the name of the Democratic senator from the state of Delaware, Joe Biden, on that bill. Y'all got to understand, 1976. So you've been working against black folks since 1976. 1976. 1976. Hold on, hold on. We're going to play that Mac Mall in a minute. We got to find that big crit. It's the 1986. We gotta find it. Is this this the one? Oh, that's my shit. Hey! Like it was 1986. Damn back, bitch. Big money, so what the pain is saying? Hey! Nineteen eighty six. He said nineteen seventy six. Nineteen eighty six. Can you imagine that? Nineteen eighty six. He said he was around doing that since nineteen seventy six. 1986. Damn, what do you want? Shit. What's good, OG? What up, young blood? Shit, chillin'. You don't even know what you riding in right there. Yeah, I do. That's 86? Yo. Basta. I can tell you some things about that right there. 1986? Man, you know MJ. That boy set the record for the most points in the playoff. 63 points. Martin Luther King Day. Man, 1986. You listen to that rap, man? Boogie, boogie. I bet you ain't, I bet you ain't know. He said, you, did you listen to that rap music? He said, you listen to that rap music? 1986. He said, that booger the booger. That's what the old folks used to call rap music. They be like, oh, that booger the booger. That booger the booger. 1986. You don't even know what you're riding in right there. Yeah, I do. That's 86? Yo. Basta. I can tell you some things about that right there. It's an old school cat. He said, oh, you riding in some old school. Let me let me holler at you. Let me get some game. Damn, what do you want? Shit. What's good, OG? What up, young blood? Shit, chillin'. You don't even know what you riding in right there. Yeah, I do. That's 86? Yo. Basta. I can tell you some things about that right there. 1986? Man, you know MJ. That boy set the record for the most points in the playoff. 63 points. Martin Luther King Day. Man, 1986. You listen to that rap, man? Boogie the boogie. I bet you ain't, I bet you ain't no Run DLC with the first rap you to hit top 10 in 1986. 1986. That was, yeah. 1986. I bet that was a hell of a year. You wouldn't have had your liberal limousine like that. Somebody did a, a score. Uh, shit, look at him. Here you go. I know he gonna say something about 86. 86 ain't hey. working. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, What's up? Come out Listen. I'm listening. Listen. 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 Say whatever you're going to say, Sean. You need to know what to operate. Uh-huh. That machine. Yeah. That 1986. I know. My test? Won the first title fight. I know that. 
1986? Yep. Open oh, win for sale? Win. Starting 1986? I knew. Copy, sir? What about it? We ain't gonna talk about it. Quaylu, speaking of over win. Uh huh. With Goldberg, one of the best acts. For what? Color purple. Bet. Golden Globe. Win. 1986? He said, see it? <laughs> he said, you sure is ugly. The nigga said, color purple. Oh shit! Oh shit! Whoa! Oh my God! You sure is ugly. I kill Harpo. I kill him dead before you beat me, Harpo. Hey nigga, that's Harpo, nigga. Harpo. Uh oh. Yeah, man. That's Harpo. Uh oh. What we got here? Look at the uh, reparations. Reparation, nigga. Yeah, the crowd was beginning to gather as soon as we were put in jail. And by morning, uh, they were cluttering up the jail yard. And all that day, they kept coming by by nightfall. By the way, yeah, we need some uh, artificial intelligence. We need some black data scientists so we can start looking at some of these old, these old pictures of these lynchings. Look at these pictures of these folks. They smiling. Can you imagine, can you imagine some black folks doing the same thing that they did? If you look at these old lynchings, man, I'm telling you, you got folks smiling. They, they want to be in the camera. They want to be in the camera. There was 10 to 15,000 whites out there screaming. He said 10 to 15,000 whites. Blood of us three blacks. Very tense feeling among everybody and uh, you felt it all over town the sheriff had told the police not to shoot out there there were women and children and four big white men got some sledgehammers in their hands and they started knocking on the cement blocks and stone around the steel door that was the entrance to the jail and they come dragging one of the boys down out of the jail they took him right down the sidewalk. Everybody was kicking, hitting him, and everything else. And there was a Model T Ford Coupe that a woman was standing up there and just, they was all going crazy. And uh, she jumped down. She had high heels. I seen this happen. And her high heels just scraped, scraped a hole, just like cut with a knife down his back. Y'all uh, gotta understand. They were in pretty much barbaric torture. It wasn't enough just to hang these black folks. You know, when you're going to kill somebody, you're going to kill them. But they were torturing them. You see? They called him out and they drug him up there by a car. And they took him off of there and put him up, hung him up on the, uh, the maple tree and he reached up to get a hold of the rope to keep from choking him. So they let him down and broke his arms so he couldn't hang on to the rope. They pulled him up again as we went by. Can you imagine that? Now, when someone's choking you, someone's lynching you, Someone's hanging you by the rope. And they let him down. That's a masochistic 
learn look up the term masochist look up that term okay they broke his arm so he couldn't hold the rope yeah Yeah, this broad, this broad talking about, well, you black folks don't need no reparations. Bitch, go back to Iran and survive under Sharia law where you can't probably drive or do whatever the case it may be. Yeah. But anyway... We'll cover some more things the next podcast. But no, we had to air some things out. We had to air some things out. We had to air some things out tonight. Shout out to everybody tuning in. We appreciate you.